Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Wealth Guardian Show. My name is Doug Ray, and uh, my co-host is Bryce Payne here with you this morning. Welcome you into the show, and I think we've got a good one for you. We've got questions. Bryce, how you doing today? Well, I'm doing okay. I didn't get blown away, but I don't think anybody in our neighborhood around here got blown away. Uh, last week with the... Um, with the hurricane coming through, Eli- I- Elias, I never could say the name. I don't even try. <laughs> <laughs> Elias. Um, but uh, yeah, I was a little disappointed. You know, I like to see a little bit of fun weather and uh, at least in our point uh, part out here, no no wind at all. But you've got some friends out on the coast. How'd they do? Well, you know, we've got a lot of clients that have uh, homes yeah, down there, we do. especially Oak Island. And I guess Oak Island really got hit pretty hard, and it was, you know, it was only a tropical storm, Cat One. But Cat One, yeah. It uh, it just came aboard at uh, what essentially was a full moon, high tide. So mm. the the storm surge was tremendous, apparently. Wow. So anyway, well, hopefully uh, everybody out there, you uh, if you have property out that way, hopefully it uh, fared okay for you. So uh, fingers crossed that everybody ended up uh, not getting too much damage done there. And uh, but it's the weekend now, and uh, Doug, you and I have a, a great show here. But we want to give a tip of the hat as we always do to our uh, first responders, our men and women in military, and their families for all that they do to uh, help us ensure we continue to have the freedoms that we have. So if you're out there, folks listening, a little uh, salute here from uh, Doug and myself to you all for everything that you do. Thank you very much. Amen. And uh, so we've got uh, listener questions this week. It's that time of the month. Listener questions once a month. And Doug, we'll go ahead and start it off here with Ralph in Lexington. And Ralph says, Doug, I'm being forced into an early retirement at 57 from my job with the state. And I'm sorry to hear that, uh, Ralph, you are not alone in that uh, situation. I'll have my pension, but that alone will not be enough to live on. Do I need to find another job since I'm too young for Social Security or to withdraw from my IRAs? Well, Doug? Well, uh, you know, so many people are in the same situation. I bet we're seeing probably one a week, Yeah, actually. Yeah. And the first thing I'd do, Ralph, is I'd invite you to come in and sit down and talk with us, and let's put everything down on uh, paper and pencil. A couple things do come to mind. Yes, you're, what, 56, 57. 57. So withdrawing from your IRAs is going to be probably something you don't want to do because of the 10% early distribution penalty, although this year the CARES Act has removed that. Um, State does have a 401K, so if you uh, contributed to that, uh, then you can withdraw from that without the 10% early distribution penalty even next year if CARES Act goes away. But honestly, you need some professional help. And, uh, you know, there's a, I believe there's nobody better in the area than, than Bryce and myself in retirement planning. So I'd invite you to come in. Just give Joy a ring at 336-391-3409 and uh, schedule your uh, appointment. Yeah, it's really going to come down to, uh, Ralph, what kind of savings you've amassed for yourself and what kind of income can we generate for you on that? And then what what are your expense needs in retirement? So once we plug those numbers into the equation, we'll be able to get you those answers and see if you do need to look for another job or if maybe you're fortunate enough to be in a position where uh, you don't need to do that. Okay, well, appreciate it. Next, we have Frank in Winston-Salem. And Frank says, Doug, can you explain the rule of 100? Is it something that you believe in? Well, I'm going to let you go to bat on that one, Bryce. Well, the rule of 100, Frank, uh, and uh, thank you for the question, um, is that you want to lower your risk the older that you get and the closer that you get to retirement. 
And a rule of thumb, it's a starting point, if you will, is that you take 100, you subtract your age from it. So if you're 60, that would leave you with 40. Well, 40 is the amount of assets in your retirement nest egg that you've accumulated for yourself, hopefully over the last 40 years or so, that are okay to be at risk, susceptible to some losses. You generally want to tone that down the closer you get to retirement. So if you're 20 or 30 or 40, you can have a lot more of your assets at risk because it is not a source of income or anywhere close to being a source of income for you at that point. You've still got the paychecks coming in. But it's just a way of, of understanding how you turn that dial from risky investments to more moderate and safe investments as you approach retirement. Because the idea is that you want to start protecting what you've built for yourself. So there's the wealth accumulation phase of life, and then you move into the wealth protection and then wealth distribution phase of life. And you don't want to be as risky when you're 60 as you were when you were 30. And that's really what it comes down to. So Frank, appreciate the question. Um, and uh, thank you. hope you have a great weekend. Yeah, you know, it's just really, it's just a guideline. It's a rule of thumb. And uh, no, it's not a hard and fast rule we go by. But right certainly does help guide us in the right direction. It's because a starting point. We do believe that uh, uh, retired folks need to be safer with their money. You know, my guess is that you can probably identify with some of the stories we've shared with you uh, on the show over uh, a period of time. Maybe there's a particular question we covered that struck a chord with you, or perhaps we didn't cover something that's uh, on your mind. But you have a burning financial question, and you're wondering if we can help. Yeah, if, if any of those things are true, then Doug and I encourage you to give us a call now. Uh, we love hearing from our listeners, and many of us just have a, many of you just have a simple question. And sometimes we end up being able to help you put together a full-blown financial plan. We're here to help you gain more confidence in your financial plan, but. The catch is that you have to be the one to start the conversation. We can't, Doug and I don't do outbound calls to just random people out there. So, uh, Doug, you know, they can give us a call right now. Yeah, go ahead. Pick up the phone. Leave a voicemail. What's on your mind? You know, let us know you're interested in having a complimentary financial review. We're going to call you back on a Monday morning, so schedule that visit. When you come in, here's what you can expect. In addition to us spending some time getting to know each other, we're going to analyze your current portfolio. We'll run a fee report to see what uh, the plan is costing you. We'll analyze inflation's impact on your plan 20, 30 years down the road. And if you haven't considered the impact of taxes on your retirement, then we'll make sure your new plan takes the possibility of likely rising taxes seriously. This is how you can get a much more accurate look at your financial and retirement health. And it's how you get answers to those burning questions that are on your mind. Now, Bryce is going to tell you how to get in touch. And we can't wait to visit with you. All you got to do, folks, is just give us a call at 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Or you can get your uh, free second opinion review online at thewealthguardians.com and click the blue button. Uh, again, that's thewealthguardians.com and click the blue button. And by the way, you don't have to meet with us in person. I know these are strange times. We can uh, do a phone conference with you or we can uh, set up a, uh, a webinar with you as well. Uh, lots of different ways to meet with us. So if it sounds interesting to you, please do give us a call. All right, Doug, let's get back to the questions here for the month. And Christy writes in. She's in Clemens, so she's close to us. Christy says, uh, Doug and Bryce, I'm about to get married this summer. All right. Congratulations, Christy, and best wishes to the uh, other gentlemen out there. It will be a second marriage for both of us. 
Are there any financial issues I should be thinking about before entering into a second marriage like this? Well, that's a really good question, Christy, and I'm sure that you are not alone out there. Uh, there are some things that you want to consider, Doug. Oh, boy, I'll tell you. Yeah, and we've got a lot of clients that are in second marriages, and there really are. There's, uh, I mean, it goes beyond financial. There's different uh, ways to approach it. It really, it really is. I mean, some people uh, want to keep all their finances separate. Uh, others don't mind uh, joining the pot together. Uh, it really depends. And these are things that you and your fiancé need to actually talk about before you tie the knot because it potentially could be a stumbling block down the road for you. So, yeah. Hey, congratulations on the marriage, but uh, do talk to one another about uh, your financial situation and how you want to handle it. And if you know, if we can be a service, just give us a call. I would say one thing that you, you want to consider, Christy, if either of you have or both of you have kids, it might be prudent to uh, make sure that your wills are up to date and mm-hmm. that you might have a some kind of trust or estate plan in place just to make sure that your assets are going where you want them to go and his assets are going where he wants them to go and that that eliminates any chance for uh, future uh, roadblocks or hurdles down the road in, in your absence or your husband's absence. So uh, best of luck to you both. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Doug. Is it trivia time? It's trivia time. Yeah. All right. So Stump me again. Well, yeah, I think I will, you, actually. You're in a good role there. Well, all right. Well, this week is Francis Scott Key's birthday. Mm. He was born on August 1st, 1779, so that would make him 241 years old today. Mm. And, Doug, you know who, why Francis Scott Key is famous. Sure. He wrote the Star Spangled Banner after witnessing the uh, British Navy bombardment of uh, Fort McHenry Mm -hmm. on September 13th and 14th of 1814. So the next morning, he was so elated to still see the U.S. flag there uh, when uh, dawn came about that he wrote a poem later to be called the Star Spangled Banner. And our trivia question is this week, what was that poem originally called and when did it become our national anthem? Oh, that's a good question. I, I like these kind of U.S. history kind of yeah. questions. So, folks out there, what was the original name of the Star Spangled Banner? It was not the Star Spangled Banner. And when did it officially become the United States' national anthem? Now, before we go to break, I think we've got time, Doug, for one more quick question sure. here. Okay. And this is uh, Trinity in Kernersville, and she asks you specifically, Doug, which of my accounts should I withdraw from first when I retire? My 401k, my Roth, or my IRA, or my brokerage account that mainly consists of mutual funds, or the extra cash I have in the bank? Now, this is a really good question. It is, but you know what my favorite answer is? It depends. It depends. It depends. <laughs> but the fact that she's thinking of this yeah, is really exactly. important because a lot of people will think, yeah, I've got IRA money, I've got Roth money, but in their head they think of it as all one jumbled pot of money and mm-hmm. it is not it is not if you withdraw from them correctly trinity you can keep yourself in lower tax brackets and not accidentally kick yourself up to additional tax brackets additionally you can do roth conversions in retirement to keep that proper uh, balance going between them folks uh we've got a break coming up here but we will be back to you after this with the answer to that trivia question and trinity thank you for that question you know there's no doubt that covid19 has created chaos And yet the truth is, life goes on. I'm Bryce Payne of The Wealth Guardian Show, and I'm not letting the virus stop me or us from sharing important information that could impact your retirement lifestyle. You know, when it comes to filing for Social Security, we don't want you to leave any money on the table. Do you know which filing strategy will let you pocket the most money over your lifetime? 
Well, go to thewealthguardians.com, watch our free social security webinar anytime, anywhere. We'll cover strategies to maximize social security, minimize taxes, and build a strong foundation for retirement income. Even in this crazy COVID world, we can help you retire the job and keep the paycheck. Go to the events tab at thewealthguardians.com. That's thewealthguardians.com. Or give us a call at 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. Thank you for sticking around through the break. I'm Bryce here with Doug Ray, and uh, we've got some answers to your trivia question that we asked at the beginning before we went into the uh, break there. But, you know, for anybody out there who's listening, if you're five to seven years from retirement and you want to confirm that you're making the best decisions for your retirement that you can, well, the good news is that we offer a no-cost, no-obligation second review so you can understand how you retire the job, yet you keep the paycheck. The first thing you got to do is pick up the phone and give us a call at 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. We'd look forward to hearing from you. Now, like I said, before we went into the break, we had a trivia question. And that trivia question, Doug, was what was the Star-Spangled Banner originally called before it was called the Star-Spangled Banner. It was written by Francis Scott Key, who had his 241st birthday this week, and it was written in 1814 after he watched the British Navy bombardment of uh, Fort McHenry. So it actually had nothing to do with the uh, uh, Revolutionary War. It had to do with after the fact. So, Doug, what was the Star-Spangled Banner originally called? You know, I, I, I do think I remember learning this answer way, way back in my Boy Scout days. Okay. Um, but honestly, I've totally forgot. Well, I will, I will be perfectly honest. I'll come clean here as well. I did not even know that that wasn't the original name of it. So I had to look this up and it was actually called defense of Fort McHenry. Really? Pretty okay, easy. Yeah, pretty easy. Right. Oh, that was a, that was a softball for anybody out there, but, yep. uh, not a complicated name. But the second part of the trivia question was when did it become our national anthem? Do you want to take a stab at that? Mm. Let's see how close you are, how far off you are. All right. How about mm, Civil War? No. It actually did not become officially our national anthem until 1931. Really? 1931. Here's the interesting thing that I did not know. I had always assumed that America the Beautiful was our national anthem before that. It was not. Interesting side note here. 1931 was the first time we ever had an official national anthem. Hmm. However, what was used as the national anthem before 1931 was a song called Hail Columbia. Hmm. So here's another question for you. Since they retired Hail Columbia, they've put it to another use. What is that use? I have no idea. You can think of the name. Hail Columbia. Columbia. All right. What is Hail to the Chief used for? Well, for the president. Okay. The intro of the president. Whenever he enters a room, they play Hail to the Chief. What would Hail Columbia be used for? When you go to Columbia? No. (laughs) When Pence or whoever the vice president is walks into a room, they play the song Hail Columbia. Well, that song was uh, unofficially our national anthem for uh, a number of years. Good one, Bryce. There you go, folks. I'm not completely useless. So that was our trivia question. Folks, thank you. And let's go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes of our second show. And what we're going to be talking about this time around is some easy ways to ruin your retirement. You know, Doug and I sit down with uh, several clients a week, 
And a lot of them have what they think are some really good ideas on how to keep retirement going on operating on all cylinders for them. And there are some things you absolutely do not want to do. And just the first one off the top of my head is do not invest 75% of your assets in silver mines. Anyway. <laughs> Although that's working right now. <laughs> maybe right now it is. But when it goes from a million dollars down to 250000 you've got a long way to go to get back up. That's so, a true story, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone has read blogs. They've watched shows. They've listened to people talk about all the key ways to improve or succeed in retirement. But what about how you can mess it all up? So let's tackle, we'll see how many we can get to here, four or five easy ways to ruin your retirement. And then all you got to do is just do the opposite of these things. And in theory, you'll be fine, right? So Doug, the first one is treating retirement as if it was the destination rather than the beginning of another part of life. I agree with that one entirely. I do too. I mean, yeah, look, it's easy when you're still working to think of retirement's going to be the end goal. You're, you know, you're busting your butt right now to get get to retirement, but that's not the end at all. I mean, in fact, retirement should be the time where you get to enjoy life. Do those fun things you've always wanted to do. Take up a new hobby, volunteer yourself, get active. You know, that's the beginning of the rest of your life. Right. And financially, too, you still need your money to work for yep. you. Mm-hmm. you uh, we've seen people who uh, want to go completely into cash. If you've got enough to do that, I guess that's okay. But your money is losing buying power over the years. So you want to make sure your investments are still properly aligned and properly uh, not taking more risk than you need to, but not taking less than either than you, than you have to. Exactly. Very good. All right. Well, number two is believing that retirement will solve all of your problems. Oh, you know, everybody looks at that and says, oh, my gosh, I won't have to get up in the morning and go to work and the drudgery and all that. But, you know, look, life is life. You're going to have issues to deal with in retirement, just like you have issues to deal with now. Some of them are going to cost money. Some will cost money. Some some won't. Some will be emotional, but uh, it's just another chapter in your life. Doug, what's the number one thing that we hear from our clients after we get them retired and they come in for their annual review Mm -hmm. for that first time after they've been retired for six months or a year? What's the first thing that they say to us, particularly the man? Well, they say, I've got more work to do now than I ever had. Exactly. You know, the honeydew list grows and grows and, and, and with that honeydew list generally comes problems. Right. Exactly. So, folks, it's a different world, but it is not a problem-free world out there. Now, let me add to that. Okay. We've never had anybody said that they regretted retiring. No. No. They all yeah. they, they welcome their new life, but it was more work, and it's different than what they had expected. Mm-hmm. And like I say, sometimes that comes with some costs, and we want to make sure that we help you plan for those costs. In fact, the funny story, we retired a, a friend of mine. I guess it's been five years ago. He was relatively young, and about a year later, he comes back in for uh, his annual review, and he's joking around. He says, you know what I found out in retirement? He said, I found out that a relatively young retiree who owns a pickup truck is a hot commodity at Ah, the church. (laughs) Yes. Yes, somebody who can do some lifting and doesn't mind getting the bed scratched up a little bit. There's a lot of work to be done for somebody like that. Indeed, there is. Well, folks, uh, we've got some more to go to here, but the fact that you're listening to this show today, it tells Doug and myself a few things about you because you're probably like most of our clients. You know, when it comes to taxes, you're happy to pay your fair share. but Or willing. Not, you're willing to pay your fair share. But not a dime more. Nope. You want a good return on your investments, but you're also concerned about taking way too much risk. And on the flip side, you'd be happy to ensure that you'd never lose any money 
but you don't want to fall behind to inflation either. That's a hard one. You have more important things to worry about than trying to keep up with what the stock market is doing every day. Yeah, and this is why it's so important to get a review of your financial situation as well as a customized retirement plan because you can address these things that are on your mind and eliminate all that time that you spend worrying about your finances and about retirement. And you got to ask yourself, wouldn't you rather put your time and energy into something, if not anything else? Yeah. So, you know, if you've done a good job preparing for retirement and you want some help answering all the outstanding questions about your retirement, just give us a call. Set up that complimentary financial review. There's no cost. There's no obligation with this review. It's just a chance to for us to meet, talk, and talk about things that are on your mind and find out what the best way we can plan for your retirement. So what you got to do is you got to pick up the phone and dial 336-391-3409. It's not that hard. It's 336-391-3409. Doug and I don't bite. You can also get your free second opinion review online at thewealthguardians.com. Just click that blue button that's on there. And folks, I will also remind you that because of where we're at in 2020 right now, that we can meet with you in the office if you'd like. If you're comfortable with that, we can meet with you over the phone or we can meet with you via go-to-meeting type of uh, through the computer world there. Any of those three ways, we're happy to meet with you. Now, going back to what we were talking about earlier, Doug, number three, as far as uh, easy ways to ruin your retirement. (laughs) Assuming that your monthly spending habits in retirement can easily be determined by your spending habits while you're working really does change, doesn't it? It does. And I, you know, I could spend probably the rest of the show talking about this one particular topic because the spend need is the biggest and most important number that you give us in a retirement plan because that is your standard of living. Our goal is for you to maintain that standard of living uh, throughout the rest of your retirement and not run out of, out of money. And a lot of people say, okay, I'm going to spend, a rule of thumb, 75% in retirement of what I'm spending now while I'm working. Folks, in actuality, as it turns out, you're probably going to spend more in retirement for a few years. Remember all the goals you had? The Alaska cruise, if they ever cruise again. (laughs) Uh, You know, the grandkids, Disney. Disney opened up, I think. Yep. Carowinds closed down for the year. But again, you're going to have a higher spend need usually. You know, we call it, there's three segments to retirement. We call the first third of retirement the go-go years. Because you're going. You're going. You're doing the things. You're spending the money. And then the second is the slow-go years. And then the last third is the no-go years. So all of that has to be planned for in a solid retirement plan. Yeah, and folks, if you think that your um, the, the expenses are going to be exactly the same now, think about all the things that you're putting money into now that you won't be later. A mortgage is just one easy one off the top of your head. Um, and then there's also things that you're going to be spending on later that you're not spending on now, maybe contributing to grandkids' 529 accounts, those kind of things. So you have to be able to think these processes through, and that's what Doug and I help you do, is you don't want to falsely plan for what your budget is going to be in retirement and then figure out halfway through retirement that you were way off. We can help you figure that out right off the bat. Doug, I think we got time for one more here, and this one is uh, easy ways to ruin your retirement. Stop being active. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is a way to really shorten your retirement. If that's what you want is a short retirement, don't do anything. The worst thing you can do is just sit in that rocker. 
you know, the, the, the most successful retired people or clients that we have, folks we know, are the ones that are active. Like the fellow I talked about a moment ago, he's active in, in church work, plus he does some 1099 work on the side. But be active. Do something. Take up a hobby. You just can't sit idle. Uh, play with the grandkids. Gosh, they're not going to be little for long. Right, <laughs> right. And um, in a normal year, we would tell you to get out and go see some of the uh, beautiful wonders of uh, of the country or of the world that uh, – you've always wanted to see. They're, they're not going anywhere, but right now maybe travel is a little bit off the table, understandably, but there's a lot of things that you can get out there and do, participate with some organizations or with your church. There's a lot of people out there that would love to get some extra hand help from some volunteers out there, and it makes you feel good about yourself. Well, so. there's some great places to visit. There's just a car drive away. That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, there really are. So you don't have to get on a plane and go somewhere. There's a lot of things that you can see and do, and the more that you do that, the more you're going to enjoy retirement. I mean, that's what you saved for for the last 40 years or so was looking forward to retiring and getting out and doing those things. So you got to make sure that you do that. Do not just stay, become a shut-in, because that's going to ensure that you've got a really short uh, uh, retirement. Well, folks, we really do appreciate you spending your weekend with us here. Uh, Doug, you have a great rest of the weekend. I've got a tournament I've got to get to today. So uh, Good luck. Thank you very much. I'm sure I will do terribly at it. Uh, But folks, uh, again, if you need to reach out to us, 336-391-3409. We really would look forward to helping you. 336-391-3409. Have a great rest of your weekend.